thank you, Lord, for your great goodness. Thank you for your word today. And Father, this as we come to your word, we just ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would give us ears to hear as to learn. Open up our ears. Open up our understanding. Cause us to hear what you are saying. And Father, even as we do, for you've said in your word, everyone that hears from you, everyone that is taught by you will come into that intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, today for the anointing that teaches us all things and leads us and guides us into all truth. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Um, now, on the, on the 29th of October... 2020, I heard these words in my sleep. I got to have breakthrough now. I'm down on my knees, down on my face, breakthrough now. Now, I believe those words are prophetic, breakthrough now. And I've been, and as I've been meditating on that and and, and, and getting some insight into what is the Lord saying. And, not, and coming out of that, I believe it's what the Lord will also want me to say to you. And so today I want to talk about how, how you can have breakthrough now. God has breakthrough for you. Amen? God wants you to have breakthrough. You know, the mere fact that he would say that um, he's called you to liberty, that in and of itself says he has called you to breakthrough. But let's look first, first at, uh, and have an understanding uh, of breakthrough, a, a definition, uh, um, uh, if you will. A breakthrough occurs when an offensive force, the actions that you take by the Spirit of God, has broken or penetrated an opponent's defensive line, the walls that the enemy would erect against you to hinder you. And many times he just takes, erects that wall, erects that wall taking advantage of our ignorance. It is a rapidly, um, it rapidly exploits the gaps the, the, the gaps in the walls of the enemy. And it's usually a large force that is going to break through that wall. It is usually a large force. We are told that we have got the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, that he dwells within us. Amen? And the spirit of God is a mighty force. We also have the word of God, which is Everything is upheld by the word of God. The word of God is awesome and powerful. So it takes a large force. And when that large force comes against that wall that the enemy has, has, has erected, it has the power to break through. It is generally employed, like, um, it is generally employed, this breakthrough, quite often it will come in a relatively small portion of that wall and, or in a, and, and even in a small portion of time. Now, I find that is interesting. Sometimes you don't have to break down the entire wall. You may just have to break through one gap. Amen? You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have everything right and everything perfect. But you can still have breakthrough. But to achieve this, there is a comprehension and there is a force and there is a persistence 
and there is an interaction with the word and the spirit of God that we must have. Now, while, this, while the enemy has his wall, and that wall may have been there for a long time, it could, be, it, it could be mental illnesses. It could be a financial lack or problem. It could be family conflicts, sickness over a long period of time, a, a sickness that has been going on for a long while. It could be a generational curse. It could be some type of addictive behavior or bondage. It could be just ungodly patterns of, of, of failure and, and, and the lack of growth and demonstrations of, and so on. It could be any of those things. But now you see, so the breakthrough, even though it may have been that way for a long time, these walls can come down and the walls can come down and the breakthrough can happen in a relatively small period of time. And that is why today we're talking about breakthrough now. Hallelujah. When the pressure on that, on that wall, the wall that the enemy has erected, when that leads to a snap, so to speak, you want to snap where the enemy is concerned. Where there's that, and, and, and that can happen in a short space of time. You can remember several years ago or several decades ago when the Berlin Wall came down. Oh, yes, the, that wall was erected for many, many years. And there were many people praying and believing for that wall that came down. But then they came one day when they came to that wall and they chipped and they chipped and they chipped. And eventually that wall came down. It didn't take forever for it to come down, even though it may have been there for a long period of time. And even though people were praying and taking actions against the wall. It is that way, with, it is that way where your breakthrough is concerned. There is breakthrough for you and it can take place and it doesn't have to take forever. Amen. Now, um, here is a picture. Here is a picture of your deliverance and of your breakthrough, so to speak. I don't want you to capture this, this picture. In, in, um, in Luke chapter 21, let me read a few verses of scripture. In Luke chapter 20, sorry, Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 11 and verse 21, 20 says, 21, when a strong man, fully armed, and that's talking about the devil, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than him, he might, the devil might be mighty, but God is almighty. When a stronger than him comes upon him and overcomes him, and that's Jesus, that overcome the enemy, he takes from him all of his armor in which he trusted, and he divides his spoil. In Proverbs chapter 21, Proverbs chapter 21, and verse 22, it says, A wise man, that's you and I, scales the city of the mighty, here again, it refers to the enemy as the mighty. Scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted strongholds. You see, the enemy has erected a wall so as to keep you from your victory. He's erected a wall so as to, uh, uh, as that hindrance. And that wall needs to be broken through. But it takes a stronger one to come and break that wall down. And it takes getting over that wall. It takes just what it says there. A wise man scales the city 
of the mighty and then brings down that defense that the enemy was trusting in. Now, in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19, it says that when the enemy comes in, that like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The spirit of the Lord, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, God will come and like a flood, he will lift up a standard against him. Now there is a power to a flood. You can't stop a flood with just a dam. Amen? A flood has this power to overrun everything. And you see, that is where it comes from. It says, the, the Lord, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. That standard raised up by the Lord is what causes the breakthrough and causes the victory. Amen? Now, in Isaiah chapter 49, read, let's just read a few verses from verse 22. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I will lift up my hand. Remember that phrase, my hand. That's the hand of the Lord. Say the hand of the Lord. Say it again. The hand of the Lord. I will lift up my hand in an oath to the nations, and I will set up my standard, my standard, God's standard for the people. And they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers, and, and their queens your nursing mothers, and they shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, that I am the Lord, that I am your God, I am your covenant father. For they shall not be ashamed who will wait for me. They that will wait and will trust and look to the Lord will not be disappointed. Shall the prey be taken away from the mighty? Remember, the devil is the mighty. Well, those that he has captive, can, can they be taken away from him? Or could the captives of the righteous be delivered? But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty, even those that the devil seem to have in captivity, they shall be taken away from him. And the prey of the terrible be delivered. Because I will contend with him who contends with you. Right now, there might be someone online, and you're, you have a child, a son, a daughter, addicted to drugs that is being controlled by the enemy. And it seems like the, the enemy has him in captivity, and it seems as if there is no way out of it. It seems this has been going on forever. But here the word of the Lord says, I will contend with him that contends with you, and I will save your children. The Lord God says, I am able to take the prey of the terrible. I am able to bring deliverance and take the captives out of the hands of the mighty. Verse 26, and I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. All flesh shall know that I, the Lord, I am your savior. I am your deliverer. I am your defense. I am your victory. I am your breakthrough. And I am your redeemer, the mighty one, the mighty one of Jacob. And the word Jacob having to do with God's covenant people. I am the mighty God, I am the mighty one with whom you are in covenant with. I am your covenant God, and I will back you up. I will bring your breakthrough and your deliverance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So that so you can think about the think about the Jericho wall that was so well erected. 
And, and I mean, the enemy had his stuff in there, and he thought there was no way. There's no way the people of God could have gotten, could have gotten in. Well, breakthrough came, and that wall came down. Did it not? Well, I don't know what is the wall that the enemy has erected. I don't know what it is that he's been using to bring the hindrance to your deliverance. I don't know what, what, what the wall might be what, and, and what area the breakthrough you may need breakthrough. But what I do know is that breakthrough is the will of God and breakthrough is available because God has a standard. That standard that he is lifting up is the standard of Christ. It's the standard of the word. It is the standard of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. It is the standard of the blood. It is the standard of the sacrifice. The hand of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, and here's, here's Psalm 78. I'm just feeling, let's get this picture of what this breakthrough looks like. And what kind of mindset we got to have. Psalm 78, um, verse 40 says, how often, this is talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness, how often they provoked God in the wilderness and they grieved them in the, in the desert. They grieved them, you see, when, you know, we talk about grieving the spirit of God. So, and sometimes we think, and that's, I think it's in Ephesians 4.30, when it says, grieve not the spirit of God. And quite often we think grieving the spirit of God is somehow hurting his feelings. Now that might be so to some degree, but to grieve, you see, when there is a grief, is because there is a loss. So you can grieve the spirit of God because of your behavior, because of your wrong speaking, because of your wrong believing, so that he is denied the privilege and the opportunity to bring deliverance, to bring breakthrough. So he is grieved because he, he, he suffers the loss of not being able to bring the breakthrough that he wants. So here the children of Israel in the wilderness, they were murmuring, they were complaining, they were in unbelief, etc., etc., and they grieved the Spirit of God. They stopped and hindered the hand of the Lord from bringing deliverance. So it goes on to say, and yes, again and again, verse 41, they tempted God and they thereby limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. The old King James says they forgot. They did not remember the work of his hands when he had redeemed them from the enemy. They forgot it was the hand of the Lord that had brought them out of Egypt. They forgot the works of God's hands. And so here you and I, we are to be in that place where we must not forget the work of the Lord, the hand of the Lord. You see, the hand of the Lord is mighty. It speaks in, um, in Luke that Jesus says, if I cast out the devil with the finger of God. That's just the finger, and the devil is cast out with just a finger. But here, God, the hand of the Lord is upon us. The hand of the Lord. Now, you see, when the hand of God comes into manifestation for the believer, for the person that is in covenant with God, the hand of the Lord will bring deliverance. The hand of the Lord will bring promotion. Amen? But when the hand of the Lord is against the enemy, what will happen is that it will stop him, it will confuse him, it will even destroy him. You know, and I remember, and I can remember some years ago, a particular sister was having a work situation that was overwhelming, union and whatever it is, a whole lot of forces were against her, and it didn't look very good. In fact, it, it, was, it seemed that there was no way out. And I can remember she came in a midweek service and, and shared the situation, and we, decided, and we prayed with her, and we prayed against in this 
along this line that the hand of the Lord will come in that situation and it will come against those forces that were causing the problems for her and that it will stop the enemy and push back and destroy uh, and, and paralyze his works and so on and it would give her promotion and increase and that situation absolutely turned around and her deliverance came. And I've seen that happen on more than one, on more than more, more than one occasions. I say that to also encourage you that in the midst of what might seem like an impossible situation to declare that the hand declare the hand of the Lord because the hand of the Lord is for you it's not against you but the hand of the Lord is against the enemy blessed be the name of the Lord Psalms 44 again we're talking about what breakthrough now say breakthrough now Psalms 44 reading from verse 1 we have heard with our ears O God our fathers our fathers have told us the deeds that you did in their day the day of old you drove out the nations with your hand. But them you planted. You afflicted the people and you cast them out. And they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. You see, it is the hand of the Lord that, that, that favored them. It is the hand of the Lord that brought their deliverance. It was not their own ability. It was not their own sword. It was not the chariots and the horses. Amen? So the hand of the Lord is to be upon you and in your situation to bring victory, to bring deliverance. But you have got to declare the hand of the Lord. You have got to release your faith. You see, all things work by faith. The promises of God are yes and amen, but we must hook up our faith with them. Amen? Now, the reason why we have to have the word is because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You hear the word of God about the hand of the Lord, and now you have faith for the hand of the Lord, and now you can just mix faith and declare the hand of the Lord is against my enemies, and the hand of the Lord gives me promotion. The hand of the Lord opens doors that no man can close. The hand of the Lord sets me above only and not beneath. Amen? So it goes on to say, verse 44, you are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. What do you mean command victories for Jacob? Jacob, again, are his covenant people, are the people that are in covenant with him. You have been born again. You have been born again by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. God is your Father, but he is also Jehovah. He is also a God. You are in covenant with him by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are his covenant child. So this scripture says, God, you are my king. Command victory. Command breakthrough for your covenant children. Say this right now. Say, Father, you are my king. You are my God. Command breakthrough in my life. I am your covenant child in the name of Jesus. And then it goes on to say, through you, Lord, we will push down our enemies. Through your name. Remember, you are to walk and live this, go through this year in the name, the name of Jesus that is above every name. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. You know, it says, that, you know, cursed is the man. Who trusted in the arm of flesh. The person who is trusting in his own ability. 
that is trusting in, in people, that is trusting in the arm of flesh, cursed is that man. But blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Amen? I will not trust in my own bow. I will not, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put, and, and have put to shame those who hated us. In God we boast all the day long and our praise and praise your name forevermore. What are we talking about? We are talking about breakthrough now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jeremiah 32 verse 17 says, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Romans 8 verse 31 says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn it. Why? Because this is your heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is your right. And God says their righteousness is of me. Hallelujah. God has already ordained and spoken your breakthrough. Can you imagine that? It is already settled in heaven. God has already spoken your breakthrough. In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, God says, It is not by might, nor by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain, that stands before Jerubel? Who are you, great mountain, that is standing before the child of God? You shall become a plain. The rough places shall be made smooth. The valleys shall be exalted. The, 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 um, the hills shall be made low. The mountains shall be made low. The crooked places shall be made straight. Why? To prepare the way of the Lord. To prepare the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. God says, I'm going to make the mountains low. This mountain that you are seeing before you, it's going to be, it's but a plain. And these enemies, you will see them no more forever. God, say God is my breakthrough. breakthrough. Say breakthrough now. breakthrough now. Hallelujah. But you see, you're going to have to have some toughness. Jesus says, be of good courage. Because I've overcome the world. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have tests. You're going to have hard times. You're going to have forces that are against you. But he says, in, and that's going to happen in the world. But in me, you have peace. In me, everything is reconciled to the, to, to the Father's original intent. So he says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. What do you mean be of good cheer? Be of good courage. Be strong. Don't be weak. Don't be frail. Stand up. Not in your own strength, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5 says, if you are not able, uh, let me, uh, I don't want to misquote it. But Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5, glory to God, says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? In other words, when you're there and you're just trying to keep up with the foot soldiers, if, you, if that's what you're dealing with and that's going to weary you out and that's going to cause you to faint, what's going to have to happen when you're going to need to run with horses? Are you with me? In other words, God says, lift up those weak hands. Strengthen those knees. Lift up your head. 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Have courage. Have boldness. Be strong and be very courageous. Because the Lord thy God is with you. And he will bring your deliverance. Fear not what men can do unto you. Be strong. Be courageous. You got to have a mindset of breakthrough. You got to have the mindset of a, of a victorious one. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You've got to have a mindset. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Glory to God. If you think the devil has an advantage, do you have anybody ever played, do you know the game of, of uh, lawn tennis? If it's tied 40, 40, then they got to have, then they start to play for juice, which means you got to get two points in a row. Or when a person to win the match, or when, a, or when the person, when the person, one person wins one, one, one of those points, and if they get a second point, they win. So when they win that first point, you know what it says? It says they have an advantage. Right? Now, but when, they, when, when the person has an advantage, if they win another point, guess what? They win the match. Don't let it, don't, but don't, you cannot allow the enemy to have an advantage. You cannot allow yourself to even think he has an advantage. Once he has, once you have that perception that he's got you cornered, man, you, then the next blow and you're out. Hello? You got to have a mindset of victory. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, that, um, it says, um, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but, you, the, but the violent take it by force. You have got to have a forceful advance when it comes to dealing with the enemy. Hallelujah. Your mindset is your part of this breakthrough. The breakthrough is going to come because of the spirit of God and the word of God. But God needs your cooperation. God needs you to be strong in him and in the power of his might. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. God needs you to have a persevering spirit. What is required of you? Now I'll tell you what is required of you. What is required of you because it's God that does it. What is required of you is basically this. You have got to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You've got to hearken to him, and then you've got to obey him, and you've got to do what the Word of God says. Let me just show this to you in the Word. Psalms 81. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you are a child of God. You're born again. You have the Spirit of God. You delight in the law of God. You have the spirit of obedience in you. Psalms 81, verse 13. Oh, that my people would listen to me. You've got to listen to him. That Israel would walk in my ways. The ways that please the Lord is faith. I would soon have subdued their enemies. And I would and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord will pretend submission to him. But their faith would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would have satisfied you. God says that if you had, if they had hearkened to him, God says, I would have subdued the enemy. I would have made the enemy bow. And on top of that, I would have feed them with the finest of wheat and honey from the rock. I would have satisfied them. Well, bless God. We have a chance. We can obey God. We can listen to God. We can hear God. We can do what he says. Amen. In the midst of the battle, look to God. Look to him. Hear from him. 
Listen to him. Obey him. Do what the word of God says. It says, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, you're going to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. When you're asking what you will and it's being done unto you, that's called breakthrough. But that's you abiding in him and him abiding in you. That's obedience. That is listening. That's yielding. Isaiah 48 verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, your covenant-keeping Father, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord. I am your God. And I will teach you to profit. I will lead you by the way that you should go. Oh, that oh, that you had heeded to my commandments, heeded to my word, heeded to my instructions. Then your peace would have been like a river. And your righteousness, like the waves of the sea, the waves just keep on coming. The river just keeps on flowing. But what is it dependent on? Hearing, listening obeying, doing the word of God, doing what he says, and especially if you get specific instructions. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, where the spirit of the Lord is, where the spirit has lordship, when he's in charge, there's going to be what? Liberty, freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You're not boxed in. You're not underneath the, the dominion of the enemy. You're not under the weather. You're not under, but you're over. Where the spirit of the Lord is. Jesus says, don't call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say. You see, when he is Lord, I mean, hear this for a moment. When he is Lord, he is in charge. And when he is in charge, he is responsible for the outcome. So you don't have to be burdened by how this is all going to work out. You don't have to be concerned and anxious with where this is going to end up. Because it doesn't matter. You are dead. You are crucified with him. And he is Lord. He is in charge. He is the boss. He is taking care of him, of things. You have submitted yourself to him. And all you do is you listen, you hear, and you obey. And it is God that gives the increase. It is he that will subdue the enemy under you. He will cause the breakthrough. Amen? Now, having said all of that, let me say something that I think is, is most wonderful. Are you ready for this? You have all, you, right now, you have all the breakthrough that you can ever need. You've got it all, and you have it already. You have all the breakthrough that you can ever need, and it's right there in your born again spirit. It's, you've got it already. Now that's the secret of faith, recognizing what's already finished. Acknowledging what you already have. Your faith becomes effective, it says in Philemon, when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. Abraham was able to step over that area where he was wobbling and came and come into faith because he saw that God had already made him a father of many nations. And when he took or got a hold of that, man, it didn't matter the deadness of Sarah's womb. It didn't matter what it looked like. It didn't matter what the circumstances. He didn't consider that. All he did is he says, it's finished. It is done. I'm already a father of many nations. And you see, that is the secret of faith. And faith pleases God. Faith says God is a rewarder. So you've got to know this. And this is so important. You already have all, all of the breakthrough you could ever desire in your born-again spirit. This is how it is put. In John chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus said, 
Whom the Son set free is what? Is free indeed. Whom the Son set free is totally free. Has total freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Who is free indeed? Whom the Son sets free. Well, who is he that has been set free? It is that born again spirit. That born again spirit, Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, that is God's workmanship. That is God's offspring. That is born of the spirit of God and the word of God. That new creation in the inside where all things have passed away, all things have become new, and all things are of God. That born again spirit man that is, um, that, that, that is you know, it says in Revelation 5 verse 9, he is not defined by humanity. He's been redeemed out of every tongue, every kindred, every language, every culture. He is neither male nor female, born nor free. He is none of that. He is a king and a priest unto God. He is born of God. Christ himself is his life. He is absolutely, totally, completely free. He is so free that it says in 1 John 5, 18, that he that is begotten of God, born of God, sinneth not. And then it goes on to say, he keeps himself and the evil one touches him not. He is untouchable by the enemy. John 14, 30 says, the, the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. There is nothing in your born-again spirit that belongs to the devil, that the devil can work with. Your born-again spirit has been removed, is not in the kingdom of darkness, but is in the kingdom of God's dear son, the kingdom of light. The devil has no dominion, no authority over him. In fact, he has dominion and authority over the devil, over demons, over principalities, over powers, over, over might, over dominion, over every name that is named. Why? Because he's seated at the Father's right hand in the throne room, and that's far above principalities, powers, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. That's how free he is. And everything is possible unto him because he's with God. And with God, all things are possible. He can do all things through Christ that strengthens him. The same power that raised up Christ from the dead dwells with him. The exceeding greatness of that power. He, is, he has total, complete freedom. Glory to God. He is a king. He is a king. He's been reconciled to God. Everything to God's original intent. Now, that freedom that is in your spirit, remember, you want the manifestation. You want, you, want the, you want breakthrough that is manifested. That full, total, complete freedom that is in your spirit, when that freedom in your spirit overflows or spills over into your soul, your mind, your will, emotion, even your brain, when that when that Freedom spills over into your soul, into your physical body, into your life, into your environment. That's called breakthrough. That is when you have that break. So in other words, it's that freedom on the inside being manifested on the outside. That's your breakthrough. But you've got it all in the spirit. Amen? So manifestation is your breakthrough. Manifestation of the truth, manifestation of that freedom. That is why Jesus also said in John 8, verse 32, that when you know the truth, that truth will what? Make you free. It will cause the freedom on the inside to be manifested on the outside. That's your breakthrough. 
truth. Hallelujah. The manifestation of your freedom, that's your breakthrough. And that's why Jesus says, that's why when God says in, in, in Galatians 5.13 that I've called you to freedom, he is saying, I've called you to, 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 to breakthrough. He's saying, I have ordained and purpose breakthrough for you. You need to know that. God is not against you, he is for you. And he has ordained and called you to breakthrough. Breakthrough has been ordained to you. And it is the manifestation of truth. It is the manifestation of that freedom and in inside. Titus 1 verse 1 says, um, the acknowledgement of the truth is what produces godliness, the manifestation of the God life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this truth now is going to be, this manifest, it's also according to your speaking. Now that's important because we're going to have to go to, well, how do I draw this stuff out? How do I get it out? I've got all this freedom, all of this manifestation in my spirit. How do I draw it out? We're going to have to answer that question. And one of the things, if I can just inject it right here, Titus 1 verse 3 says, God says, this is what he has ordained. This is how the program works. That he will manifest his word through preaching. Which means he will cause his word to be manifested, to become literally tangible, Evidential, he will manifest his word through what? Preaching. Through your speaking and declaring that word out of your mouth. If I could go one step further, it means then your deliverance and your breakthrough is in your mouth. Hold that thought. We'll come back to it. But so here you are. You got to draw out this breakthrough out of your spirit. Philemon, Philippians chapter 2 verse, 7, verse 12 says... Um, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out with fear and trembling. Draw out your salvation. Draw out your deliverance. Draw out your freedom. Draw out your breakthrough that you already have in your spirit. How? Through fear and trembling. That's the fear of the Lord. In other words, that's going to be the instrument that you're going to use to pull this stuff out. Now, that fear of the Lord includes obeying God. Because the fear of the Lord is honoring God. It's honoring God. It's making him Lord. Say Lord. Remember, where the spirit is Lord, there is what? Liberty. First Samuel 2 verse 30 says, they, God says, they that honor me, I'm going to honor them. But they that despise me will be lightly esteemed. In other words, they who want to do it their own way are going to be lightly esteemed. But if you honor me, God says, I'll honor you. So we draw out this deliverance, we draw out this breakthrough with what? With fear and trembling, by means of the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord includes obedience, submission to his lordship. It includes trusting God. Abraham obeyed God, he trusted God, and the Bible says, the angel says, no, God knows that you fear him. When you offered up his son, it, it, includes, it includes faith. It includes holiness. It includes separation unto God, praising God, magnifying God, worshiping God. All these things are part of the fear of the Lord. But it's, it's, it's putting God first. You see, when Abraham offered up his son, and he obeyed God by offering up his son as a sacrifice, and the angel says, now God knows that you fear him. Why? What was, what was, what was Abraham doing? Abraham was giving God his very first fruit of his loins, Isaac. And you see, there is a principle in giving God that which is first. In other words, then, if he is your Lord, 
If you're going to honor him, how can you honor him? You can honor him by putting him first. Um, Proverbs chapter 3 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all that increase. And so shall your barns spring forth with plenty and, and your vats will burst forth with new wine. What is he saying? Put God first. Put God first in your finances. Put God first in your giving. Put for God first with your tithing. Put God first with your first fruits. Put God first and, um, with your life. Seek first the kingdom of God. Set your affections on the things which are above. Put God first and do so continually. In the area of giving it, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 says, Cast your bread on the water and it's going to come back to you after many days. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6 says, in the morning sow your seed, and in the evening don't withhold your hand. Sow again, you don't know which will prosper. You see, sometimes people become weary, and they get tired of the process. But no, you got to persist until you prevail. You don't become weary. The devil's plan is to weary you out, to weary out the saints. What is this doing? I've been doing this and nothing worked. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that. That's not what the word of God says. You say, don't let your words be stout against God. It says in Proverbs chapter 11, 24 and 25, there is sometimes we, we withhold more than we should. But what happens? The liberal soul shall be made fat. So it's putting God first in every area of your life. That is part of the fear of the Lord and honoring God. The also too, part of the fear of the Lord is praising and magnifying and giving God thanks. It says in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14, thanks be to God will always cause you to triumph. It says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15 that no matter what comes your way, no matter whether it look good, whether it look bad, no matter what it is, all things are for your sakes. And it will, and it will produce grace and cause grace to flow, providing in the midst of it you abound with thanksgiving unto God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thanksgiving will cause you to, will cause you to become established in faith. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 6 and 7, sorry, Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7. The issue of praise. Jesus said in the temple when, they were t when the children were beginning to praise him in Matthew 26, and they said, Jesus, tell these children to be quiet. Jesus said, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm not going to tell them to be quiet. Out of the mouth of babes, God has ordained praise. And Jesus was quoting Psalms 8, verse 2, which says, out, out, which it says, out of the mouth of babes, he has ordained strength. So praise brings strength because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so when you begin to praise God, God inhabit the praises of his people, that praise will reinforce and empower your, you in your emotional arena as well. And as a result of that, what happens is that you are now able to, to escape some of that, 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 that stuff that wants to weigh you down. When you begin to up, the Bible says that when the children of Israel begin to sing praises, 2 Chronicles 20, 22, God set ambushes around their enemies. In other words, then your praise can move the hand of God to cause your breakthrough. So what do we do? We praise God, we rejoice, we give thanks no matter what it looks like. Give thanks unto the Lord always. Praise the Lord at all times. Let his praise be continually in your mouth. And then there's the issue of prayer. And that's all part of what? The fear of the Lord. Praying, seeking God. It says in James chapter 5 verse 16 that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It makes much power available that is dynamic in its working. And that power can cause breakthrough. So what are we to do? Pray without ceasing. And in, all of the, and, and, and in the midst of all your praying, remember, 
You have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, pray in tongues. Spray in tongues much. I mean, go overboard praying in tongues. Why? It says in, it says in um, check this out, in John chapter 7, 37 to 39, Jesus says, out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Well, when you got a whole lot of rivers flowing together, you know what happens? You can end up with a flood. And when you have a flood, the enemy can't stop the flood. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. So your praying in tongues is part of the standard that the Lord will use to bring your breakthrough. Are you with me? We're talking about what? Breakthrough now. Say breakthrough now. Hallelujah. Tongues and much tongues. Don't be weary. There is a principle of breakthrough with this. You know, you keep, I mean, think about the burning wall. They bang on it, bang on it, bang on it, and eventually it crack. Amen? It's not always like an egg where one crack and that's it. Sometimes you got to bang and bang and bang. But what do you do? You persist until you prevail. Through faith and patience, they obtain the promises. Don't cast away your confidence. There's a great recompense of reward. You shall reap if you what? Faint not. You might not know everything, but this you can know that you will reap if you faint not. If you don't quit, if you don't give up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, having said all of that, let me come to what I believe is the most important part of your breakthrough. And that is honoring God with your mouth. Say my mouth. Whose mouth? My mouth. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says, in, in other words, honoring God by letting, by letting your mouth be God's mouth. Letting your voice be his voice. Saying continually, let the Lord be magnified. First Peter 4 verse 11 says, um, if anyone will speak as a what? Oracle of God, as God's very own mouthpiece. And that's what we're talking about. But we're also still talking about the fact that the fear of the Lord. And speaking is part of the fear, Lord. Psalms 34, let me just read a few verses. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, that's prayer. And he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's breakthrough. They looked, they looked to him. And were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out. And the Lord heard him. Prayer. And saved him out of all of his troubles. That's deliverance. That's salvation. That is breakthrough. And the angel of the Lord. And comes all wrong about those that fear him. And deliver them. That's breakthrough. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh fear the Lord you his saints. There is no want to them that fear him. The young lions they lack. They suffer hunger. They believe because they're young and they're strong, it's going to be all right. But no, they're trusting in the old ability. But they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, come. Listen to me, and I'll teach you to fear the Lord. Who is the man that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Come, let me teach you to fear the Lord. Verse 13, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. In other words, give God your tongue. Make a covenant with your mouth that what? That you will only speak the word of God. James chapter 3 verse 2 says, If a man does not offend in speech and he never says the wrong thing, he is a fully developed character 
and he is a perfect man, and he is able to bridle and control his own body. Mark eleven twenty three. Remember Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, uh, Jesus had cursed the fig tree, and the disciples were all like, "Whoa, man! The fig tree you cursed is withered from the roots and died." And then Jesus went on to tell him, this is how faith works. Whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe what you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. What was that about? Let me just give you a little angle on that. The issue of the fig tree is the issue of self-righteousness. Adam, when he messed up, he, began to, he got fig leaves and he covered himself. God said, that's not going to work. You need blood. And God, God killed an animal and covered him with, with skins of blood. Amen? That had blood in it. So what was Jesus saying? When Jesus cursed the fig tree, Jesus was saying this here. Jesus was saying, if you are trusting in your own self-righteousness, your own goodness, you got to get rid of that before you can operate in faith. You get rid of that, and then you can have whatever you say. Whosoever shall speak to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe what he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Amen? You can have what you say, but you got to get rid of self-righteousness. You got to get rid of any trust in your own goodness or in the arm of flesh. Remember, breakthrough comes from him. And when it comes to him, be all the glory. So you got to walk, and then now remember, you are a what? King. In Christ, you are a king. In him, you are more than a conqueror. So from where you are in him, kings decree. Kings don't beg. Kings decree. Proverbs 22, 28 says, I will decree a thing, and it shall be established unto me. I'm going to say, this is how it is. Pain, you can't stay in my body. This situation, I'm going to declare, decree, breakthrough now. Breakthrough now. Kings, breakthrough, got to have breakthrough. No, breakthrough now in the name of Jesus. Kings decree. I will declare what the Lord has decreed. I am his son. This day have I, he's begotten me. And he says, you will, you will declare what God has decreed. Find out the decrees of the Lord and declare them. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a king. Amen. You lose your wallet. Don't just sit there and cry. You declare nothing here that shall not be revealed. I declare this wallet found in Jesus' name. I don't lose anything. Amen? I remember I broke my leg twice. <laughs> not nice. Okay? But you know what? After I broke my leg, much later I found out, for instance, right here in Psalms 34. And uh, which verse is it? In some one of those verses, there it says, uh, anyway, it says, oh, verse 19, oh, verse 20, he guards all his bones and not one of them is broken. Oh, man, I wish I had known that scripture before. I should have been the same way I declare my steps are ordered to the Lord and my timing is in God. I should have been declaring none of my bones shall be broken. And I can tell you right now, none of my bones is going to be broken. It's been broken twice. It's not going to happen again because I found it out. And as a king, you've got a right to take God's word and put it in your mouth. Psalm 17 verse 3 says, it's me taking God's word, the word of his lips, and putting it in my mouth. That is what keeps me out of the pathway of the destroyer. That's what keeps me out of that pathway where the enemy can destroy me. 
Why is that? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. There is power in your words. You have authority. And when it is the word of God, boy, do you ever have power. Why? Why is it that you have such power when you speak the word of God? Mm, I got to hold off on that one. Say I'm a king. And sometimes even if you don't know what to say, at least speak what you desire. Don't say I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this and I'm tired of that. That's not what you desire. Don't say that this makes me sick. That's not what you desire. Don't say this bugs me. That's not what you desire. Don't say I never know what God is going to do. That's not what you desire. You want to know what God's going to do. And the Holy Spirit has been sent and he will take the things of God and reveal them unto you. He'll even show you things to come. Don't, at least speak your desire. All right? Your desires are good, aren't they? Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desire of your heart. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. Don't speak, I could say garbage, but don't speak unbelief. You see, there's a lot of sayings sometimes that are so embalmed with unbelief and we say them without thinking about it. You never know what God's going to do. Whatever will be, will be. Man, what an unbelieving song. Whatever will happen, will happen. You never, no, 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 no. Jesus says when the Holy Spirit is coming, he'll show you things to come. Amen? Everything happens for a reason. Huh. <laughs> anyway, when, <laughs> I just remember this song. You know the song that says, and, and some of them might sound humble, like I'm, um, restore unto me, what does it say? Restore unto me. The joy of my salvation. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. He's at your right hand. You shall not be moved. Restore the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is a, you see what I'm saying? And some, I mean, it sounds humble. but it's, And I know that's from Psalms 951. But Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. That sounds humble, but in actual fact. That's not the spirit of God. Amen? You can't give the enemy access to your life with your mouth. When you speak wrong, you yield your authority to the enemy. That is why it says in Ephesians 4.27, give no place to the enemy. And then in verse 29, don't let corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth. Because if you talk wrong, you lend your ability, your kingly ability and your kingly authority, you're yielding it to the devil, which is what Adam did that caused the problem. Don't you do that. Speak the truth. Speak the word. You are in a word warfare. And the devil wants to use your words and your authority against you. Psalm 17, verse 3 and 4 says, I have purpose. I've made a covenant with my mouth that my mouth shall not transgress. But the words of my lips, the words of God's lips, I have, and by those words have kept me from the pathway of the destroyer. How do you talk right and do so con consistently? You got to speak the word. Put God's word in your mouth. And remember, the word of God shall not return, never returns void. It accomplishes what it pleases, Isaiah 55, verse 11. So speak it. The word God says in Jeremiah 5, verse 14 and 23, 29, God says, I'm going to make my word in your mouth like fire. I'm going to make my word in your mouth a hammer. But you got to put it in there. 
You see, the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is so sharp that everything is naked and open before it. What does that mean? The word of God is, is so powerful that everything, everything, say everything. It says all things are open unto it. You know what that means? Everything has its neck stretched out for the spoken word of God to chop it off and make it zero. So negative words, curses, stuff that have been spoken against you, you speak the word of God and you can sever those things so that they do not attach themselves to your life. It says you meditate on the word so that you can observe to do what it says. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. When you talk right, when you talk wrong, what happens? You poison your very own soul. I mean, you can depress yourself to talking wrong. Amen? You, if you talk wrong, you give the devil an advantage over you. And next thing you know, a depressing spirit come, comes in. What for? To, to bring its full result of full depression. So don't talk wrong. You, a man has joy by the answer of his lips. Don't speak against the word of God because you speak against the word. It says in Malachi 3.13, your words are stout against him. But when you speak God's word, what happened? Jesus is your high priest. And when your words match his words, he watches over it and he performs it. Amen? When you talk right, angels are released. Why? Because it says Psalms 103.20 that they hearken to the voice of God's word. But God's word doesn't have a voice until you speak it. What am I saying? Speak the word and speak the word only. So what is the end point? Breakthrough now is God's will for you. But I say now. Why now? Because faith is now. Say now. You're an eternal being. You always have breakthrough. Total, you always have to breakthrough. Because what? Total freedom is in your spirit. But if you want to have it manifested, sometimes it's going to take bombardment of the wall. Like when I broke my leg, man, that time about the serious break when bone was taken out, a whole bunch of screws and plates. I'm telling you, the, the among the things we did, I mean, we had communion, we would anoint, anoint with oil, I had ministers pray, and other people pray for me. I, I, I confessed and I declared the word constantly, and I did all these things. And when the breakthrough came, it actually came in an instant. When they, when they were, I mean, I was scheduled for this seven and a half hour surgery, and when, they, when there was a gap like that in the bone, when they went in, the bone had closed up. Now, that may have happened in an instant, but how did it come about? I can't say it was because of my confessing, or because of communion, or because people laid hands on me, or because of the gifts. But I believe in that case, it was a case of a bombardment of things. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Sometimes breakthrough will just come in a moment. I remember one time, I had a pain in my hip, and then what happened? Boom, just like that. I, I was in a situation, somebody spoke the word of God, and the gifts of the Spirit operate, and that's it, it left. I've known of cancer cases, uh, two in particular, where the, all the person did was just declare cancer, I curse you in the roots, you can't kill me, cancer, get out of my body, in the name of Jesus, dry up, and get out of my body, by Jesus' stripes I am healed, thank you Lord for your divine healing power, and they did that day in and day out, and day in and day out, and they didn't have to have no surgery, or any of the, uh, the medical stuff, and no, 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 I mean if somebody needs to do that, that's fine, but I'm trying to tell you, where can breakthrough come from? It could come in different ways, but it comes from that speaking of the word. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's end right here. What do you need to do? You need to declare your breakthrough. You need to put the word of God in your mouth. You need to abound in thanksgiving and praise. You need to pray much in tongues. 
And especially if the God tells you what to do, you do it. Amen? Say breakthrough now. Say it again. Say it again.